welcome, welcome this morning to the Door Christian Center. Uh, we want to continue, maybe just going to have another week or so, and that's about it on the core uh, convictions. And if you've been in the class, uh, the aim of this uh, was to uh, reiterate and uh, um, redefine uh, convictions that are critical uh, to the vision and the destiny of this church and you and I. I made the statement, these flags didn't just leap on the wall. Uh, there's a culture of conviction in a congregation that's critical uh, for a number of things. One, the future of the church. And two, what it will produce. The kind of people that those convictions will shape the kind of marriages, the kind of morals, the kind of mindsets, disciples, kind of vision. All of those things are, are the fruit of convictions. As a cooperate body or a church, uh, uh, this is true in sports, it's true in companies, it's true in schools, uh, true in neighborhoods, true in cultures of society. And so... Uh, Core convictions, each of you play a part. Everyone who's a part of this congregation, uh, uh, any time here, uh, any ministry, you radiate by your example, uh, by your relationship with God, by your maturity as a, as a Christian, spiritually, you radiate, you, you impart uh, uh, values and morals and convictions and and what's in critical uh, to to make Christians and so true in your home, it's true in your home. A baby's born in your home, uh, you uh, there's that that child becomes a recipient uh, of either blessing or cursing, uh, uh, inheritance, uh, uh, legacy uh, on down. Uh, your grandparents. Uh, great-grandparents, all of that, they tell us, is, is imparted into the DNA and the spirit of that child. Well, that's, not, that's true in family, but it's also true in church. And so we've went through a number of things that are convictions, that things we've fought for over the years, things, ideas and Bible truths that are under assault and, and the world. One of the difficulties today is the world uh, that you and I live in has become far removed uh, from what the Bible says we should live. This is one of the great struggles today. Uh, I can remember uh, as a kid, uh, uh, the society was pretty much uh, still uh, sustained by the church. And I can remember um, uh, as a kid, and I didn't even understand why. I didn't go to church a lot. Uh, but uh, we didn't have any school activities on Wednesday night. And, and I, I figured out later it's because uh, churches had prayer meeting and services on Wednesday. I can remember as a kid uh, uh, that uh, a, a, a pastor was at any school function, a pastor was there. Uh, any kind of, they would pray, uh, they, would, they would speak um, uh, at very, any kind of uh, services and et cetera. Uh, I can remember that vividly. Uh, I just, someone just told me, I think it's my wife told me, Target, uh, they come out, they're not going to sell Bibles at all. They're not going to sell any Bibles or anything religious. Uh, I encourage you, ban them. 
uh, don't give them your money, wicked to the bone, uh, and they just keep moving down that road. Uh, and there was some other things, they, statements they made. But uh, uh, anyway, I can remember uh, when society in America was very much uh, influenced by the morals of the church and the Bible and God. But today, today, uh, that's not true. Today, uh, perversion, wickedness, ungodliness, lying, uh, deception uh, uh, has flooded our society and not just flooded it, but uh, applauded it and exalted it. And the Bible talks about that. And so you're in a battle. We're in a battle to maintain. And the church, in many cases, has embraced it or compromised with it or refused to stand against it. And so we have convictions here. I've fought. This congregation has fought. Uh, the leaders, those men here, we have fought over the years to maintain these convictions, and we talked about church discipline, uh, judging sin. We've talked about altar calls, um, preaching. We love preaching. We love the altar, uh, outreach, evangelism, vision, missions, redemption, a lot of different dynamics. Um, um, and so we kind of concluded, uh, uh, last week we had testimonies at the conference, but before that, uh, we kind of concluded with... Um, uh, we have a vision, and uh, everything in life is linked to your mission, uh, your, uh, your, your vision. Uh, uh, this corporations, uh, this is sports, this is uh, what, what are you pursuing? What are you giving yourself to? And we talked about uh, the vision, the heartbeat of our fellowship um, and this congregation is to see converts, see people say, born again. Uh, and once they're born again, to see them begin to develop, uh, to be discipled, begin to mature, out of that comes a pool of, of those called to preach, um, and then we plant churches um, uh, in the nations and in the cities of the earth. That's our vision, and for, I don't care, and, and that's what thrilled me about Children's Church. Uh, uh, here are these kids already have a vision for missions and uh, come out in finances and et cetera. That's critical that every asset, that's why, how many weddings have you been to anywhere where they give an altar call other than our fellowship? Yeah, I, you never heard of it probably. Uh, how many, you know, I mean, I don't care if it's a funeral, I don't care if it's a wedding, I don't care if it's a, a wedding shower, whatever, testimonies, um, what God is doing, and the aim is converts. Uh, and so, um, uh, uh, two people, I think. Benny, you had something you were going to say, uh, and Adam had something you were going to say. You both had your hands up. I told you I'd get back to you. So I'll let Adam go first. Uh, uh, Benny, uh, I can see in his face, he's pondering what was it I was going to say. But go ahead. So um, I wasn't able to take the whole week off of conference, but I was able to watch, uh, watch the live stream in my, in my work truck. So uh, I was able to take Friday off, so I... I jammed all the week of uh, all the donuts in one day. So, but um, uh, during this conference, uh, it made me evaluate my life, reevaluate, reevaluate my life, how I was living, um, how my walk with God was, and um, I asked a question to myself and said, if I were to get launched out right now, as I am right now, would I be doing? Would I be living different over there? And obviously over there, you got you know, you to outreach, you got to read your Bible, you got to pray, and you got to do all these things. And I said, if I wasn't doing that here, 
and I started doing that over there, to me, that's a counterfeit lifestyle. So um, that really opened my eyes. Um, I, I was going to prayer every day, but I wasn't reading my Bible. And that, that was an issue in my life um, that really uh, hurt my walk with God. So I was, I was still going, but I was going through the motions. Um, I was praying, but I wasn't hearing from God. And um, now uh, I started reading my Bible. I was really digging into my Bible. I got, a, I got, I, I got a, a, an app I downloaded that I'm going to read the Bible throughout the whole year. And so just that alone, just this past month, um, my walk with God has skyrocketed. And now I'm, I, I feel on fire for God like I was when I was a new convert. So uh, praise God. Oh, very good. Very good. Praise the Lord. It, uh, yeah, the, uh, the, uh, the issue is, is what you are here, you'll be there. This is not uh, Clark Kent Superman, uh, where you you we stand you up on Friday night or whatever, lay hands on you, and Superman comes off the shh. You know, uh, that's not the way it works. Uh, what you are here, you will be there. Uh, this is why it's critical uh, that you're in follow up, you're in ministry, you learn how to witness, you learn how to follow up, you learn how to serve people. Uh, all of these dynamics that take place. Um, in the various ministries because that's preparing you. And, uh, and you'll reap what you sow. If you, uh, it's amazing, all of these dynamics that play out uh, once you get out there. And so uh, uh, I'll get back to the conference just a minute. Benny? What I was going to say last week, Pastor, was uh, I first got saved in 1995. And I went to Summer Bible Conference. And I remember we used to have a Valley Conference here. And I remember you, we used to come to Harvester's Homecoming on Comstock. So one of the things that, for some reason, this conference spoke to me about was the vision has not changed in 20 years. I remember when South Africa barely opened up and they were, had a vision of a blood-washed Africa. I remember, um, what was it, um, Sam, was it Marcus Samuel or Samuel Marcus from Phoenix? Yeah. First guy into India. Um, I remember the, I remember Mark Tozer, uh, talk, them talking about him being in China, and when he was in Casagrande. So, what's amazing to me is that it's it's so God that, like Apple right now, okay, Apple lost Steve Jobs, right? Their their company's dwindling down the tubes. Stock, the um, the people that um, invest in Apple are bailing because. Here this guy was, was a key factor, and here he was, was a principal of Apple. He died, right? He's gone now. They don't know what to do. They, they don't have it. It's not in them to continue what he did. One thing Steve Jobs didn't do was impart what he thought, what he was to people. Uh, he was so selfish like that. And so one of the things I see is... You now have churches that are our great, great, great grandbaby churches are now launching out churches. Just in Chandler, um, you see the redemption that's happened in Tempe. And it's the same, and it's not a same as the same old, same old. It's the same refreshing, new, vibrant, um, militant, aggressive, redemptive, victorious vision. And it was the first time I walked in there and I saw maybe 70 flags. And so that is a complete, total miracle that, that I've been able to, for some reason, God just spoke that to me. He goes, look, Ben, it's the same. It's been the same. 
It's just a different expression. Yeah, so one, of the, uh, one of the difficulties and one of the reasons I'm doing this class is to impart this from generation to generation. It's one of the great, I don't care what it is uh, in life, this is one of the great, I mean, great moves of God, Methodist Church, uh, Salvation Army, we could go on and on and on. And where are they today? The difficulty is to impart it from generation to generation. But I want to ask a question, uh, kind of triggered my, so why do we have conferences why do we have these Bible conferences? I think there's about 50 of them in our fellowship now, 50 or 51, almost, uh, uh, almost 52 every week. But uh, some of them are the same week. Uh, I go to Australia sometimes, and I'll do, in Sydney, I'll do the first part of their conference and fly to Melbourne and do the second part, or vice versa, same week, same nation. But uh, uh, I know uh, our, our conference... Uh, uh, Peter Fields' conference is the same week as our conference uh, here in August. But, but my point, why do we have these conferences? Why do we have a conference? What's the dynamics and what's so unusual about it, Junior? Uh, I feel like one of the main dynamics is um, a lot of the smaller churches, the people that go to those churches, they don't really have a feel of, our, of um, the CFM, Christian Fellowship Ministries, and our, um, what we do, our vision as a as a church whole, as a church body. And so they get this opportunity to come to conference where everybody flies in town um, and they get to see what they're really a part of, of what Christian Fellowship Ministries is all a part of. Yeah, yeah, that's so true. Uh, I've got pastors calling me that have uh, smaller, con- they already said, Pastor, the guys are telling me uh, they want to sign up for next year. And couples and young ladies, they want to sign up for next year. And so one of the things, if, if you're out there pioneering, I've pioneered a number of churches, uh, and when you bring the, those people into a larger setting, uh, there's something dynamic about it. There's something incredible about it. Uh, the vision, uh, the, uh, the messages, uh, and, and the camaraderie, the, the uh, uh, rubbing shoulders, talking to people, maybe staying in someone's home or, or meeting them here at church, all of this begins to, uh, to create and begins to bless AJ and then Mary. I think one of the dynamics is because a lot in the religious world or just even in the world, all the church wants is my money. But I believe you see the investment of, of your finances. And I think you get to see the big picture of people that you were saved along with and how discipleship works. You see men that came in maybe as young boys or whatever, and you see the hand of God in their life, and you, you might be working with a convert, and you can tell them, hey, he's sat in these same seats, and you have God with the spirit of God. That same spirit is in you, and he can transform your life just like that. Yeah, amen. It, um, um, it, it's, um, uh, it, it's, it's, there's a spiritual dynamic. That's, and we sponsor, uh, we put a letter out uh, to our, uh, all of our churches out of here that we will sponsor three couples to conference. They can get here. Uh, we'll, we'll take care of their motel, their food, et cetera, while they're here. And so a lot of times uh, uh, they have couples in their church. Uh, they don't have the finances or the pastor, the church, but they can bring these people and, and it's made available to them. And uh, this is, I, I, I don't, uh, I'm far removed from the church world, but most, I get magazines, get a lot of religious magazines, I read them various things. They always want money up front. 
you, you, have a, uh, you have an application, you have a, a fee, you have this, and then you book your own motel and all of this. Um, um, uh, and I'm not saying that's ever, but the ones in the states that I read, uh, that's pretty much the way it, way it is. Uh, Mary? Um, when you were talking there just a minute ago, I couldn't help but think about family reunions. Yeah. And, and, you know, a family reunion is more than just a getting together of people that are related, but um, kind of, you know, in a similar way, when you see uh, the larger family that we're a part of, then when you go back to your own, your own uh, hometowns, home states or whatever, that stays with you. And it's yeah. kind of like what uh, you had mentioned, um, you know, in a sermon quite a while ago about your father instilling in you that you're a Campbell. In, in a similar way, when we come together at conference, it's, it's, we realize who we are. And so when we go home, um, that sense of what we, what we receive when we're here of who we are, you go home and, and you're like, that's who I am. And, and you live that out in your church. Yes, yes. Guillermo? Pastor, one of the things that um, I noticed this last conference was that um, there's a spirit of unity in the conference. Um, you know, um, I met people from other churches that uh, gave me advice, you know, as far as um, some of my ministries. And I also think that, um, you know, it puts a lot of value um, on new converts because I've seen a lot of new converts that are just recently saved. And just the fact that, that a church would be willing to, uh, you know, pay for their hotel or that people would be willing to take them into their homes makes them feel very, very valuable. And I think that they leave with that. Yes. Amen. Uh, Pastor? It's kind of alluding to everything pa Pastor they're saying. But one of the things that happens is, especially if you're out in the field, is you'd be amazed how much you begin to drift uh, oh, yeah. away from just who we are and you don't really sometimes recognize it until you come to a conference and you hear the preaching and it, you know the the vision is being recast I know Pastor Mitchell said for years you, the vision has to constantly uh, be recast uh, otherwise just the tendency of human nature uh, to drift and so when we say why do you have conference uh, the question even could probably be asked what would it look like if we didn't have a conference yeah you know, then, you know, everybody be kind of just doing their own thing, thinking that we're all kind of going the same direction, but we'd be shooting off in a million different directions. And so conference kind of recalibrates. Uh, you're getting assaulted out there uh, by hell. You know, uh, uh, you're wondering sometimes in your mind, is it all worth it? And, you know, just all the different assaults that hell plays on you when you're isolated, if you will, or if you're out by yourself. But to come together is a powerful dynamic uh, uh, to kind of just recalibrate your mind and people get stirred and say, you know what, I can go do this again. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's uh, so many factors. And, and one, you see the fruit of your labor. I mean, you see these people. I mean, you've invested uh, massive amounts of finances into the nations and the cities and these planning these churches. And here they come. Um, I mean, over and over, I've heard uh, Pocky's sermon, you know. And, but here they come from Malaysia, here they come from China, here they come from India, um, uh, Dominican, um, you know, um, various places around the world and, and the, across the states. And you see the fruit of your labor. 
and and you 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 see it there in the Chandler Arts Center. You see it here. You hear them preach, uh, and, and that's worth everything. I mean, the investment in human life, and 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 you're just and you're always just seeing uh, the seed. The potential is if Jesus tarries is is unbelievable. Beyond that. And, and one of the things, uh, I don't know if you're aware, we, I have a leadership every year. Uh, we normally do it at Granny's and, and uh, several of the pastors out of here and their wives, we come together for several days, uh, two or three days. Uh, and, and the reason I did that is you have different tiers or layers of, of couples out of here. In other words, uh, 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 you know, uh, Pastor Tory's here and I could talk about, you know, uh, uh, Pastor Martinez, Pastor Fowl, you know, uh, the, Ron Meyer and them were long gone before they ever even came on the scene. Uh, uh, Pastor Gerbowski, different ones that, uh, and I, you know, could go. They were long gone, and so what happens? You have the these different tiers, uh, and and they don't have a re- they they have a relationship with me uh, because I've been here most of the time, but they don't have a relationship with each other. And that also works in conference. You cross-pollinate with those that have gone before you and those that are coming behind you. And again, that's powerful. Again, that's, that's transmitting who we are and what we are into a whole new generation. Uh, and, and all of this is, is so many things that, that are happening uh, in the spirit realm. Um, uh, and there's something about being in continuous church services. And, and especially here, we got a lot going on. We live here. But uh, if you're out there and you come with your wife, you're away. There's no distractions. You got church and prayer and people, God. And some and God can really get, I've had God at Prescott Conference before just really get a hold of Connie and I and and alter our our destiny in our life in a, because we were there day after day and 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 we've heard testimonies god one sermon and and this altar call and and that report and this spirit and flesh and and uh uh, uh compromise and crud and all these kind is being scrubbed and peeled away and by the end of the week um, uh, you, I mean, it's like you got born again. And, and all of that. Uh, the other big event is missions. Our missions rally is so critical, see. There's another facet, and, and I, we schedule it kind of balancing our conference uh, five or six months away. And the missions rally again, it has an aim and a purpose of missions. But any, anyone else want to comment on this? Yes. Um, I just wanted to say something, Pastor. This isn't to, like, puff you up or anything, but... I'm sorry. I want to say something about your testimony that's so amazing to me is, um, like, during the conference, like, it's very, very expensive, and it has been for years. And if it was me and I, like, even in our household, like, you know, you know, taking care of the finances and stuff, we do it together, but morally, like, kind of go through the finances. I would be leaking all over, and I do, with stress, and I feel like your testimony, I mean, you could be like, be quiet, I don't have time for you, you know, like, you know, just it going through your mind, knowing the numbers that haven't come in, need to come in, and I feel like that's such a testimony that, 
a good man of character doesn't leak all over the place, and yet you're still there to answer. I called you one day in the early morning. You answered my call, and you just keep the same, like, servant spirit as a pastor to oversee your, your sheep, and yet it's all that stress. I just feel like that's such a testimony of a Thank good you. character. Um, I grew with it. And so, so here's, it's, uh, Pastor Mitchell and I laugh, and we have these colloquial, uh, it's the difference in you and your wife having 20 children, or you marrying a woman who already had 20 children. There's a lot of difference, amen. And so, uh, uh, I can remember when we had one or two churches. And so that's one of the factors, is you grow with it, you grow with it, and, um, uh, there's, uh, and it, and it is, uh, you know, there's, uh, uh, but when we launched these churches, internet, we don't have this big savings account. We had a business meeting. You saw uh, those that you were here. We handed out the, the finances of the year and et cetera. But we do it by faith. But God has never failed. Uh, that we, unbelief is an assault against God who is able. He said, I'm, I am able. And it's always by faith. And, and, and God honors faith. And, and if you're going to grow, it's by faith. Uh, faith is critical as, as a Christian if you're going to grow, as a church, uh, as, 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 as a movement. There has to be faith. Faith is substance of things hoped for, evidence of things you cannot see. And without faith, it's impossible to please God. He who comes to God must believe that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. And these were things that my family and I fought out uh, in the early days. I, I went full-time in the ministry, lived in the church attic on $25 a week. They offered me supervisor of Southern Illinois and the telephone. I went, and, and I saw miracles. We went to Mounds, Illinois. Have so you been to Mounds, Illinois? Um, it was 1,700 people then. It's about 900 people. Poorest county in the state. They, it was a Assembly God church. They said, we'll give you $100. We moved into the Sunday school room, said, oh, we can give you 75. They didn't know how to came for nothing. But we lived basically by faith. But I learned powerful things. I learned God, man, God, God. God is a God of miracles. Not just in the Bible, but today. God is a guy. I mean, you've heard me tell the story. I'm talking about just uh, unbelievable stuff. Just unbelievable things happen. That at a time we were desperate, uh, uh, kids getting ready to go into school, no money, no money, nowhere to get any money, and and I'm at the altar praying, and this 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 man had a business. His daughter came up, uh, she opened her Bible, and she said, "Joe, I'm sorry, my dad gave me this envelope two weeks ago to give it to you, and and I forgot it." And she gave it to me, and God whispered to me, "I know what you have need of before you even ask. There's money in there." And uh, you've heard me tell the story. I'm in a restaurant, and, and I'm there. I got no money, and this was in Marion. I'm pioneering a church in our fellowship. I'm sitting there. I'm kind of discouraged, uh, and, the, and this guy come over, and uh, you've heard this story. I won't relay it all, but he, he, he came over, and I thought he's going to get on me because I've been preaching at the high school, and we're going to go at it. And I'm saying, God, not today, please. I want no, just let me drink my coffee, go home. Connie loves me. Everything will be fine. <laughs> And he was on his way to New Orleans on vacation. And he said, uh, he said, uh, sir, and I, he probably didn't just, I don't remember what he called me, but anyway, I was a lot younger. He said, God's, I'm a Christian. God spoke to my wife and I, 
and told me, to get, and he pulled out a wad of money like this and laid it on the table. And God whispered. He said, I can do that anytime I want to. I said, you can. <laughs> Amen. Praise the Lord. I think I'll take some hash browns and eggs and bacon <laughs> later for the coffee. Amen. And, and, but those things, see, and you've heard me preach on this, uh, I have these reference points of God in memory. They're, they're these reference points. Uh, I, I, I gave away a car years ago. Uh, uh, God, I'm praying for this couple in our church. I said, God, they need a car. They got no car. They guy can't get to work. God said, give me your car. And I went, and Connie, and Connie said, honey, if it's God, you better do it. We didn't have no other car. That was our car. I gave, I've had so many automobiles. Bill Moorhead, he's sitting here somewhere. I saw him earlier, but he's in the back. Okay. And so uh, his, uh, uh, his uh, nep- uh, nephew, I guess, son-in-law, whatever, uh, un- unending. I go to Malaysia, Hong Sing, Chinese. They give, I mean, I mean, when it comes to money, uh, and he didn't even know me. He said, uh, take this car and just drive as long as you want. I mean, I've, I've had unending cars give to me. It's embarrassing. I, I'm serious. I've, I mean, uh, unending things happen just on and on and on and on and on. And, and God said, give, it shall be given to you. Good measure, press down, shake together. I'll give back to you the same measure. And it's, it's unending. I mean, I could just, uh, I remember in, in Africa, Tanzania, there was Scott and Kerry, uh, me, Bob Corvo, a bunch of us are there. We're, we're at this place, uh, President, former President Clinton's been there. Uh, can't remember the place. It's a huge, the, all the tour buses come there. It's filled with, you know, the animals and, and all, I mean, uh, di- gems, Tanzanite stones. Uh, uh, I mean, it's, Enterprise. I'm in there. I'm looking at this Malachite lion. I've I've had it here before, preaching on it. I'm looking at it, and and uh, and uh, I set it down, and uh, I'm just kind of looking at it, you know. And this guy, I'm trying to Mustafa, maybe that was his name. Uh, he jumps up. He owns the place, and he starts. It's all junk. It's all junk. He's got hands full of Tanzanite stones and diamonds and it's all junk. It's all junk. Preacher, pray for me. And I turned and prayed for him. And uh, uh, he looked at me. He said, uh, you, you want to want that? I said, I can't afford that. He said, take it, it's yours. And, and Bob Corvo, I remember him saying, I'll pray for you. <laughs> if you know Bob, that was kind of, you know, he's always very witty and humorous. But, but how, I mean, how, I mean, and I mean, how do you orchestrate, you know, that, but, but in answer to your question, I have those in my memory. I have those in my memory. And um, uh, God is a faithful God. He's faithful to a thousand generations, to those who love him. And, and you can trust God. You can trust his word. Let every man speak a lie. And, and it's tr- that's how you grow. See, faith forces you to grow. That's, uh, that faith, you, Hebrews 11, they walk by faith and not by sight. When you walk by faith, you, you spiritually find yourself into situations and arenas of life that enlarge you, enlarge you. 
enlarge you. And uh, I mean, I could I could stand here and tell you stories all day. Someone else? Uh, uh, anyone else? Yes, brother. Yeah, um, I this is like my third uh, conference I've been to, and I'm still a new convert. And um, I remember going to Prescott with uh, Pastor Artie's church, and we usually set up the tents um, with Morales and all the other Chinle boys that you know we get sent over there to do tent setup and we I've been to the Gallup one the Gallup conference and the the whole dynamic of conference from three different perspectives is is like a readjustment it's a reteaching it's like a homecoming like AJ and um sister Mary were saying and um pastor Tori was saying it's like um a resharpening yeah a refocus from those attacks those assaults that you get when you're because you can't learn, you know, too much, and you learn every day, and you just, it's like an update from all the people that you send out, and it's like a history lesson for your church, for, you know, the growth that you see in your disciples, and um, the conference really gave me a, a new understanding of, uh, like a, like a, a jet fuel, like um, it really shifted me. Because we auto, we always get in that mode where we're in the motions, we're automatic transmission, and it really made me go to manual transmission, and I started reading from my Bible for lunch break, like feeding off, because I'm so hungry, I do labor, and I do cleanup, so I was just feeding off the word, and I was more filled and more satisfied, more energized with um, feeding off the word on my Bible, and um, I went, attended my first um, new converts class I uh, outreached in a long time I haven't outreached in a long time and it's just like a history lesson it's like a finals exam of everything you've done in that year and it's just like a whole nother teaching a, a new lesson and it's like a, you're turning the chapter in your book and you're getting ready to write your, your new chapter and mm. it's, it's really fulfilling because man before. I don't ever want to go back to what I was before, and it's just Amen. like I emptied Amen. out all the old music I used to listen to, and just yeah. like just replacing my radio station with you know my sister. She always listens to the air, um, and now that's all I just really fill myself with is just the word, the spirit, and it's really fulfilling. And just to maintain it is the hard part, but what the hardest things are is this, it has the most reward in it, and I yep. realize that. Yep. Yep. Amen. It um, uh, and you know what's interesting? You could go to India. I'll be there. Uh, Paki will be having a conference, not nearly this large, but the same spirit, same spirit as you feel. That's what's that's what's so wonderful. I go places. You know, I'll be in the Philippines in their conference there. You guys are going over on the. Uh, I be there and stay for the conference, and I don't even know what they're saying. <clears throat> and same, I, I feel it. Uh, you know, you, you can feel the Spirit of God and the conviction. Do I have a clue what they're saying? You know, and 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 etc. Benny, and then and then did you do you have your hand up, Robert? Yeah, go ahead, let Benny and then. So I, I have a question for you, Pastor. Uh, I've been reading the Book of Acts again, and it's funny is that uh, there was 120 in the upper room. There was 12. Then there was 120 in the upper room, I think. I think it was 120. Yep, with the 120. news 
and the conditions of our country, our world, and our generation. It's 2,000 years since Jesus walked. It's 2,000 years since the Upper Room Revival. It's 2,000 years in the history of the church. Do you think God will give us another 2,000 years? Because I look around, and I see more than 120 just in this room. I see 1,500 or 1,200 at the conference. I see 2,000 in Prescott. And like you said, if you do the math, 50 times, say, maybe 1,000 people, that's 50,000. Do you think God will give us another 2,000 years? I have no clue. I have no clue. I, uh, I'm, I read a lot. Wake up early and read a lot, but uh, I'm reading a number of books. I'm reading this uh, book. Richard Ruby mentioned it. Uh, uh, Fifty people every Christian ought to know, and it goes back, uh, you know, 1800s, early 1900s. And then I'm reading this other book. I may mention this man tonight, uh, Charles uh, Kalman. I was a missionary to Japan. And, uh, uh, but you're reading these books, man, and we have drifted so far. I mean, it's just unbelievable when you, because a lot of these, these 50 people, uh, they were preachers and pastors and stuff. And, uh, uh, <clears throat> I mean, they're outraged because the trains are going to run on, on Sunday. I mean, uh, Put their all of them, these pastors put their name in the newspaper, and and rebuke this owner of the you know uh, the, the trains. You foul heather, you're gonna burn in hell. How dare you? I mean, just live it. And uh, uh, I mean, it's just uh, you just um, you read some of the stuff and uh, and their morals, uh, their their. <clears throat> Um, just uh, just uh, praying and, and the great revivals they, uh, they'd have these uh, this one missionary to Japan and I'd never heard of the guy until I, I read I'm reading this book uh, had church every night for 10 years and, and in the after, Sunday afternoon Every Sunday, they had church Sunday morning. Sunday afternoon, they had these, uh, he was a Methodist. They had these uh, seeker holiness services on Sunday afternoon. And these people, are, are they're, they're wanting to get close to God. They're wanting to be uh, sanctified. They're wanting uh, to be holy, to be clean, to be pure. And the service is going four hours and, and, and a lot of it just, pr- they're praying. And the only reason they left is because all these converts are coming into the evening service and they have to give them room. No room in the building. It's in Japan. And this was around uh, early 1900. This guy was a, uh, uh, he was uh, from Chicago. He was involved there. Um, he was a businessman uh, with the uh, railroads and the telegraph. And... Uh, I mean, just convicting to read this guy, man. I mean, uh, he got rid of everything, went to Japan, and he's getting ready. A mission board is getting ready to send him, and God spoke to him. Uh, I'll mention it tonight. I'm going to preach on prayer tonight probably, but uh, in prayer, God spoke a verse to him, and so he, he, he went by faith. 
He went by faith. And, and uh, I mean, just unbelievable to read this book. The impact in Japan, tens upon tens upon tens of thousands. Uh, and then they reached into China. I'm, I'm about halfway through the book. Uh, into Korea, into Singapore. And, and it was all by faith. Every bit of it by faith. He, he went over. He was there 20, I think 22 years or more before he ever came home. And, yeah, I mean, you read, and, and, and the statements this guy makes, the, the, the statements that, that he makes, uh, 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 it just, just, just staggers the mind. And so, so in answer to your question, I have no clue. I'm praying, I ask you to pray with me. I'm, I'm actually working on a message uh, that God would manifest his glory, his presence, that he would not allow his honor to be drugged through the streets of this nation. That he would not allow his name to be trampled in the streets by wicked, ungodly, uh, demon-inspired people. That he would rise up, because he did. He, he, is, uh, he, is, he has shaped and fashioned our constitution in this nation. Robert, you wanted to say something? This is a person, uh, this is a, uh, how conference affected me, because uh, uh, the whole week before conference, I was praying at home, and I was saying, God, speak to me during the conference. I don't want this to be a vacation. I want to be where you can speak to me. So the whole uh, conference, it was Holy Ghost. You know, I felt it, you know. So the, uh, what really touched me was Pastor Gregory's message Sunday night. Yeah. And that was a true story of my life. You know, I was in the Philippines, and God called me to find a church that teach their men and I came to the United States and didn't follow, I, I didn't know about the Holy Spirit, you know, cause nobody spoke about the gifts of the Holy Spirit, you know, but I knew there was a Holy Spirit. But anyway, I came here, <clears throat> God spoke that to me, then I came to the United States and wound up in that other church and backslid. And backslid for five years. But when I came back to the church, uh, when I came back, John Sloan brought me here. And it was, I just felt the spirit of God in this church. In this church. And you know, I just felt it. And I said, this is it. This is it. I feel the spirit of God in here. And then I saw the vision of this fellowship. Because y'all sent men out. Y'all sent couples out to preach. You know, because that's what God said to me. Find the church that teach. Don't go to seminary. And when Pastor Gregory spoke that, I mean, I was like, it hit me right in my heart. You know, because I, I was getting complacent. You know, and uh, when, he, when he spoke that, I went to the altar, and I cried my heart out because I knew that that was my life. It's just like Job, not Job, Jonah. God spoke to Jonah and told him to go to Nineveh and preach. 
And then he didn't do it. God swallowed him up in a, in a fish. When Jonah, Jonah came back to his senses, where did he spit him back out at? Right on the Nineveh. And that's what my life was. I backslid and came the next day, came to this church. And like I said, the whole conference affected me because I prayed to, to speak to me. But Pastor Gregory's his message hijacking destiny. Yeah. You know, if God calling you, he'll speak to you. I'm telling you, I'm not married right now. I praise God I do get one married one day. And uh, who knows? You know, yeah. God, God is not. Yeah. God said one thing. God spoke to me. Yeah. He said, "I'm not done with you." Yes. And I, and my, what, uh, Monday night. No, think this back. My neighbor. I bring, when I when I went right after that, I wasn't witnessing or anything uh, before that. But, uh, but then this neighbor of mine, I, when I took him to him as a grandmother one day, he noticed me, and I I start witnessing to him. You know, we spent out there for two hours almost talking, and I felt the spirit of God there. Yes. You know, so like, so Amen. the thing is, don't don't let your destiny with God go away because He has plans for our lives. Amen. Let's give God praise, could we? Thank you, Jesus. Good time. Uh, we want to close. Uh, I just want to say, you know, it's, it's a privilege to be your pastor. It's a joy. It's an honor uh, to, to be a part of your life and, and to be your pastor and uh, to be a part of this great move of God uh, that we're a part of. God bless you. Thank you. We'll pick it up next week.